0: I feel like there is so much value that some really important people in the startup space are giving away in the form of threads Mm -hmm. that are way cooler than my course material, you know, I had principle of marketing, it -hmm. was my course last semester. And genuinely, I feel like I learned way more on Twitter when I was scrolling through that class instead of the actual class.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, So on the next podcast, uh, I have someone who I met online. And uh, if I had to say this was the first time I met someone on uh, Instagram and became, I could say, a good friend and totally inspired by her content on books, on NFTs, following an idol who's known as Gary V. Uh, So I still remember the first time there was a podcast, uh, I can say, webinar where she was, uh, I guess, spamming some messages. And this was long back when I not even started my podcast. But yeah, uh, that's when I looked up her content that was about books and books are something that has uh, fascinated me. So today we have on the podcast, Kashvi, who's famously known as Kashvi Reads. Hi.
0: Hi, everyone. How are you? Hi, Adi. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me that's good. And that was a fantastic introduction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I still remember. Uh, so what was the strategy back then? Like, uh, how, like uh, what was your strategy of, uh, getting the content game, right? Back when during the Spotify
0: podcast, right. Thursday, mm-hmm. right yeah. I honestly had no idea what I was doing. I okay. just wanted to sort of push my podcast forward and see how mm-hmm. it does. At the moment, my podcast is super dead because I haven't found a way to innovate with it. But when Mm -hmm. I do find that, I will sort of revive my podcast. So yeah, at the time, I was focusing a little on podcast and posting maybe thrice a week. But Mm -hmm. a lot has changed since then, for sure. At the moment, I'm just focusing on providing as much value as I can, whether it's through carousels, whether it's through reels, whether it's through my stories. Um, So Yeah, that's what the strategy is to just provide as much value as possible. Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, I do believe that you have experimented a lot with your content. Uh, So what is the type of content that works for you? And when do you know that it is working? Like, what is the metric that you look at? Do you look at impressions? Do you look at engagement? Uh, Yeah. What do you Hmm. look at?
0: So honestly, I don't think that I have cracked that Instagram game yet Mm -hmm. because I have been consistent in the recent times i would say but in the middle i was slacking off quite a bit what works i think is building genuine connections with your followers so Mm -hmm. if someone has just followed you and you see that they have an interesting profile just Mm -hmm. dming them saying hi i hope you enjoy my content if there's anything i can help you with please feel free to reach out so building that genuine connection has really worked with me i know it's not a numeric metric that you Mm. can uh, judge by. But I've often noticed that these people who might drop a message to, they are the ones who are engaging more and more with my content. So Mm. I guess building a personal relationship with your followers is something that I truly value. Another thing that I've noticed is that uh, I usually check the number of saves that a post has gotten. Because I know that if someone has saved it, they think that it's valuable and it's worth returning to. So mm. I try to like create content along those same lines. It's not because saves are the best for the Instagram algorithm or anything like mm-hmm. that. I don't think that's true. I think shares means that your content, uh, is, you know, starting conversations mm-hmm. saves, I think is just a personal thing that, you know, this person thinks that you're worth revisiting, so they save your content.
1: So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, before I have a lot of questions on Gary Vee, I have a lot of, uh, questions on books, but before moving to it, uh, this one question that I like started asking a lot of people, what is that one thing that you want people to ask you?
0: One thing that I want people to ask me. Yeah. Um, I mean, if like earlier, I would have said, I would, I want people to ask me more about myself outside books, but. Mm -hmm. I have sort of changed my account a little bit in a way that it isn't entirely limited to books. I sort of throw in all types of content now. Like if I'm interested in crypto, there'll be a little story or something about that. Hmm. So yeah, I guess I would just want people to ask me about what I'm doing in my life apart from, you know, just books and Instagram.
1: And uh, if you had to answer that, what you're doing in life apart from books, Instagram and college?
0: Yeah, I think you have a fair idea, man. I am super into Mm -hmm. NFTs. I'm moderating Gary Lee's server. I'm working at my family business. I'm interning at a Mm -hmm. startup called Filter Coffee HQ, which basically Mm -hmm. sends Gen Z a fun email every single day with all the business and tech news that has happened. So like we use memes and gifs to make the news more appealing. And uh, yeah, I work on growth operations over there. And I'm creating a uh, content for like, I'm just doing some social media design for a couple of small businesses. So yeah, this that's is like, interesting. This and just, that's
1: too much. Yeah. Along with the boys, right? <laughs> And
0: I'm copywriting for an influencer on LinkedIn. So oh, that's good. like, I like experimenting mm. a
1: lot. Yeah. Oh, and obviously the next question would be, how do you manage your time? Like what technique do you use to do so much? Right. Because I guess I, I even it. see you super active on the discord. We like the V friends is, is if it's the right name.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
1: So, so how do you manage right. time? So
0: my, um, I, I just take it one thing at a time, to be honest, uh, I have my journal on which like at the beginning mm-hmm. of every day or the previous night, I sort of write everything that I have to do. So if I have to moderate on V friends for two hours, I write mm-hmm. that down if i have a post that needs to go up for my dad i write that down if there's a reel for kashvi reads that comes in the picture so hmm. uh, writing things down really gives me perspective and it sort of helps me with how I want to plan my day. Even if I'm just planning that, oh shit, okay, I really want to watch this movie tomorrow. Sort mm-hmm. of looking at it on paper and seeing everything come together is something that really helps me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to mention anything like deep work or mm-hmm. anything of that sort because since a lot of what I'm doing has things to do with social and things that require me to constantly be on my phone or on my laptop, I can't mm-hmm. really implement those productivity that efficiently. But what works for me is prioritizing firstly, because firstly, it's writing everything down. And secondly, it's prioritizing what's more important, what needs to go up first. So obviously, over my own cash content, my client's content is more important, right? Because that's what I'm building credibility for. Um, Mm. You know, I charge a few of them. So Mm -hmm. that's what I need to prioritize. So that's what goes first. And what we friends as well. So it's just a question of priorities and it changes every single day. Sometimes there's very yeah. less work when, uh, with, the, mm. with my internship. Sometimes there's a lot of work. So yeah, one thing at a time, one day at a time.
1: That's good. And you mentioned yeah. about Friends, uh, that you invest a lot of, like I can say a decent amount of time with moderating wefriends and everything. But uh, I want to know like what is what is the first instance when you discovered uh, Gary Vee and you like fall in love with this content or with that person?
0: All right, so it's a very funny story how I discovered Gary's content. There are actually three parts to it. First was in 2017, a guy that I was crushing on really liked Gary's content, Mm -hmm. and he was like, You should follow him. So I was like, Okay, fine, Joe, I follow him. And I found his voice damn annoying. Like, I was just like, Mm -hmm. Who is this guy? Why is he screaming? 2017 means I was. 15 years old. And I was like, Mm. why is he cursing so much? He can just say this normally, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of unfollowed him, I think. Like after I stopped liking that guy, after I stopped crushing on him, I (laughs) started unfollowed. Uh, Then in 2019, I did an internship with a performing arts company Mm -hmm. called Commune. And over there, uh, Shantanu, my mentor, he was a huge Gary Vee fan. And he had sent me some of his videos. And one of them, the clouds and dirt analogy, it really, like, I really liked it. At this point, I was uh, Mm -hmm. 17 years old. So I followed him on Instagram, and I just kept it there as, you know, one of the accounts that I'm following. Mm -hmm. But now, uh, fast forward three years to 2020. There's a global pandemic. (laughs) And uh, I have found this, Mm -hmm. I have a newfound love for podcasts. And I have a newfound curiosity about TikTok. So in April 2020, Mm -hmm. I was just studying social media platforms, which one is good for what. And I Mm -hmm. started reading about TikTok and I realized that, dude, this platform is going to blow up. That was my perspective. And at that time in India, it was still medium. Like it wasn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone is on TikTok. Uh, It was in the first one, two months of the pandemic. And so I just typed TikTok future uh, reach something like that. I just typed Mm -hmm. it on YouTube. And one of Carrie's videos popped up in the search engine. And I remember that Roki Shantanu really likes Carrie. Let's see what he has to say. When I listened to this guy's take on how social mm-hmm. media works, how, right. what's the behind the scenes of a platform. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's not just a motivational speaker. He's a purebred mm-hmm. entrepreneur and a marketer who knows what he's talking about. He knows how people think he knows consumer mm-hmm. psychology. And he knows how platforms can sort of leverage uh, creators and push their content. So Mm -hmm. after that, I followed him on TikTok. Of course, this is when TikTok was still not banned. And I followed him on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I subscribed to his podcast. So yeah, so that was the first moment where I was like, aha, with Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. And since then, I guess I've been consuming his pod for like two, three months. I was listening to his podcast every day. And then I read his book, Crushing It, after which I it was sealed in my head. This is the guy. But that mm-hmm. he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> right. Obviously, I don't love him. I wouldn't say that you yeah. know I'm obsessed with him, but I just mm-hmm. have a massive level of respect for his mm-hmm. intellect, for his ability to give to people without expecting anything mm-hmm. in return. And just how he's able to empathize with people who don't agree with him. I feel like mm. that's really important and something that we can all learn from.
1: Yeah. And uh, so this is something I think in, on the last uh, Tea with Gary v, there was a person who said that he did not buy his NFTs and he was super chilled with it. And because if it, if it would be someone else, it would be, uh, why did you not buy my stuff kind of thing and how are you your kind of stuff. And he was like, the next thing he said was, if you don't understand something, it's better not to be a part of it. So Correct. I think Absolutely. that's something that hooked me on his content recently. But yeah, and uh, a lot of videos that I've seen, there are like many Tea with Gary Vee, many conferences where you can go and ask a question to Gary Vee. So if you ever got, mm. got a chance to maybe ask a question to him, what would you be asking to him?
0: I've thought about it a lot, you know. Okay. I've thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really don't know what I would ask him. That's why I have never filled a single form about asking him questions. Like when it comes Mm. to tea with Gary Vee or anything, I've never been like, okay, I want to ask this to Gary. I think once when he replied to my comment, I was like, you know, I would probably ask him something about working at his family business because I'm also working Mm. at my dad's business. But I feel like he's spoken so much about it. I don't have anything to ask Mm. him that will also provide value to other people. But if I had to, then it would mm. be something about imposter syndrome. Like, mm. how do you, um, so I have, a, I have this thing where I sometimes feel like I don't deserve this, like all the work that I'm doing and like whenever mm-hmm. people compliment me or they reach out to me with some nice feedback, I feel like, no, mm. like, I don't, are you sure? Like, I don't right. think I am worthy of that. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you sort of get rid of that feeling? And do mm. you experience it? Like, I want to know if he feels this way. I think he does. And I feel like he must have answered this in one form or another, but mm. yeah, push comes to shove. This is probably what I would ask him.
1: That's interesting. Nice to know that. Mm. So you even read his book, Crushing It. And I, I guess there are four Correct. more, three more books apart from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like after consuming a lot of content, like if you had to like just say five things that you like and idealize the most about him. I know. Yes. That's, awesome. Sorry. Yeah,
0: so the three things that I mentioned before, Hmm. like Abhi I mentioned.
1: Hmm. uh,
0: Fourth, I would say is the fact that he's constantly aware of his surroundings. Even on Hmm. the Discord, even on his Instagram, even on his Twitter. He's constantly reading his mentions. He's reading every single message in the server. Like, believe it or not, Hmm. I genuinely feel like at least whenever he's online, he's reading everything. He's seeing who the most active people are. And then he's deciding to give them the giveaway tokens as well Mm because I know like since I'm a moderator I'm active a lot and I know who are the most active community members I know the ones who engage the Mm -hmm. most with people who are the kindest who are the most warming warm people Mm -hmm. and those were the first few people that Gary sort of gave the token to and after that I was Mm -hmm. sure that this guy reads everything so yeah and I think lastly Mm -hmm. I like that he stays in his lane like he knows what his niche is and he doesn't mm. mess around with that he openly admits that since he's not educated enough about mental health he's not mm. going to go around giving mental health advice to people he can give life mm. advice to them but uh, mm. you know he would never uh, sort of judge anyone that way or like basically he, health and fitness advice he wouldn't go and give that to someone mm. fashion advice right. go and give. so yeah he sticks to his niche
1: that's interesting and now like moving yeah. on to the next topic, uh, because I know that's a lot. So, uh, you recently tweeted something. Okay. Uh, as a college student on Twitter, I truly feel like I'm getting the best out of both worlds. Okay. So mm. I just wanted to ask, uh, what is something that you feel that you learned on Twitter and that you never learned in college?
0: You've really done your homework, by the way. I really like that I- you're an amazing person, <laughs> uh, but something Mm -hmm. that I'm gaining from Twitter that I am not from college. Uh, Firstly, all of the amazing marketing threads that Mm -hmm. are on there, like, I feel like there is so much value that some really important people in the startup space are giving away in the form of threads Mm -hmm. that are way cooler than my course material. You know, I had principle of marketing, it was my course last semester. And Genuinely, dude. I feel like I learned way more on Twitter when I was scrolling through that class instead of the actual class. No doubt my teacher is amazing and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Twitter also gives you real time education in comparison to -hmm. college, which gives you age old education. You know, like this Mm -hmm. book was published three years ago. This guy wrote this paper 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But Twitter is just giving us that real-time knowledge, which in a way can be sort of harmful. And maybe it is better to like sort of refer to the wiser texts. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, there's just something about relevant, relevancy when it comes to Twitter that I really mm-hmm.
1: like. Oh, that's good. And that's
0: why I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds. Like I am going through mm-hmm. my course material and I'm also getting the real-time uh, learnings from Twitter. So Ooh, combining nice. both of that, I feel like I'm getting the best.
1: And uh, if we were to like mention, what are the top things that you're learning from college or from the, I can say, traditional education system?
0: Top three things that I'm learning. Um, I guess I'm uh, sort of getting better at having conversations with people because I my college mm. has this sense of fostering people in groups because we have clubs and societies. because Mm -hmm. I participate in them, I'm sort of open to networking. But again, this is not something that the college pushes you to do. It's something that should Mm -hmm. come from within to connect with people. So I think I would say that's one advantage of college. Second is Mm -hmm. getting shit done under a deadline. Like that is something Mm -hmm. I'm learning a lot from college, sending assignments at 11.59pm and all of Mm -hmm. that stuff. So it's definitely something I'm learning. And Thirdly, being able to work in a group. So we Mm. have this thing where we have admin groups and we have buddy groups. Admin groups are given to us by the college. It's like whatever Mm. assignments you have, you have to work with these people, whether you like them or not. And buddy groups is with your friends. So working with two different sets of people like this sort of helps me understand what different possible situations I might have to work in with other people. Mm -hmm. And, um, Yeah, I'm also, I've sort of taken up a leadership role in one of my clubs recently. So learning how to coordinate with them and, uh, you know, just uh, with the goal of an end product that provides value to Mm -hmm. every single person in the college. So yeah, I guess those were the three
1: things. That's good. And obviously you might have uh, experienced online learning, right? Uh, So first question, like... I haven't actually. (laughs) So is this like still offline?
0: No, because I don't learn anything. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, no. Uh, but Just like, uh, yeah, uh, if I had to say between offline classes and online classes, uh, which one do you prefer and why?
0: Um, dude, so I'm a first year student, so I have mm-hmm. done college offline. So I don't okay. know what it would be like with this particular institution. But I really hmm. liked the fact that my first year was online because okay. I, like I said, I got... The Mm -hmm. best of both worlds in the sense that my friends who stay in the same city as me, Mm -hmm. like we sort of met, Mm -hmm. we were meeting every month or so every like, we were meeting twice a month. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like I'm missing Mm -hmm. out on friendships that way. And my timings were 12 to 5pm. So if I had to go to college, come back, it would take up like a big chunk of my day plus clubs Mm -hmm. and societies work. Mm So the fact that was online means that my class is going on and I could still, you know, work on a project for a client or work on making my content. And so, yeah, in a way, I'm grateful that it was online, but let's see now. I really do want to experience what offline college is like, because that's a whole another, that's a whole other, you know, uh, experience in itself. So it's definitely something I want to do. And maybe then Mm -hmm. I can give you a better answer, but for now i'm just grateful for the way things have panned out because everything happens for a reason and yeah that's what i
1: believe that's interesting okay uh so the is, uh what is the luckiest thing that has ever happened to you
0: oh come on it has to be the it has to be being given the gift coat by gary like that is mm-hmm. as lucky as so the gift code, for those of you who don't know, is a part of Gary's NFT project called Friends. It With this token, I get three-year access to his conference, which will happen. The next, The first one will happen in America. The rest, we don't know. But yeah, so I get access to this conference and to a curated gifting experience by him and his team. So they basically send at least six gifts to you every year for the next three years, like to your house. And um, most people have paid somewhere between 5 to 15 ETH for it. But I was one of the giveaway winners. So yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that has happened to me recently.
1: Oh, right. And if you have to give a monetary value, like do you uh, take it to a monetary value? And if someone comes in, uh, like tells you that you could be paid five times to it, will you sell it? Like, just asking?
0: No, I, I okay. don't think so.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, I just feel like I respect mm. Gary too much. And I know, like, I, I do feel very lucky that I mm. got it. But I know that somewhere he has given it with some intent as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to disrespect that. Not At okay. least not till I get to see him at VCon and, you know, actually mm. talk to him about
1: it. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I hope I know about Vcons and that's super interesting. So let's see, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, and then I come to one of your, another tweets, uh, which you, I think tweeted today, uh, which activities make you feel like you are in a flow state. So I just wanted to know activities that uh, make you in the flow state.
0: Right. So for me, I think writing is definitely one of them reading and writing both combined, to mm-hmm. be honest, when I'm reading a book, like a really good book. I do sort of go into that flow state where I might just end up reading the whole thing in one sitting or yeah, something of that sort. And secondly is when I'm writing reviews. So I would just sort of like my brain sort of just tunes out all of the noise. And I'm just recalling what I learned from the book. And if it's a fiction book, then like, you know, the entire experience of uh, reading it and then I sort of pen down my thoughts and mm-hmm. I post on Instagram mm-hmm. of course I don't instantly post my reviews on Instagram, I take some time to you know think about them, read them 3-4 times mm-hmm. and yeah so these two are super therapeutic for me recently though like I've sort of realised that I have fun uh, this is going to sound really stupid but just like making mm-hmm. designs on Canva <laughs> has been <laughs> therapeutic for me as well like I just turn mm-hmm. everything off and I play around with the templates that they have. I make my own templates. And um, yeah, I'm sort of getting into the flow state doing that. It's just a chill hobby. Nothing that special, but yeah.
1: That's good. Uh, And you mentioned about reviewing books. Okay. So uh, why do you feel that it's important to review books and maybe put it online?
0: Right. So um, reviewing books is something that's, Sort of important to me because it helps me document all my thoughts in about Mm. a single book in one um, piece of writing. Secondly, uh, why do I post it online? Uh, First, the primary primary goal of this account was to keep me accountable, to make sure that I am writing the reviews, that I don't get lazy and not write. So being Mm. accountable to other people on Instagram was the main goal when I started in 2018. But um, now I've also realized that people really like reading them and they sort of derive a little bit of value by seeing what my opinion was and mm. they judge whether they want to buy a book or not based on my evaluation of it. So yeah, I guess these are the reasons.
1: That's good. And uh, I guess mm-hmm. that we are moving out of time. So I'll just move on to the last section. No, no, that's which that's okay. is... I have time. Okay, maybe we can do the second episode soon where we can talk more into <laughs> NFCs into yeah. deep but yeah moving on to the last mm-hmm. part of the uh, podcast which is famous fi okay so uh, I'll be telling you a question okay. or a sentence and you have to maybe answer something that's very quick or something like rapid fire okay but you can go if you All want right. to be like more descriptive uh, that's completely fine okay so the sure. first one is uh, best advice that you have ever received
0: you're gonna die and by who <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: And the worst advice that you have ever received
0: to do what people like, like to sort of cater to, um, what people deem as deemed to be good.
1: Hmm. Okay. One thing that no one knows about you.
0: There isn't much to be honest like most I try to be as authentic as I can. So there isn't anything that no one knows about me.
1: Or I'll I'll say one of the hobbies that no one knows about you.
0: It was the Canva thing that I just told you like I just really have a lot of fun playing around with templates on Canva.
1: That's good. It's really Uh,
0: lame but it's a fun hobby. Yeah.
1: It's actually fun because even I do that and I still have a lot of designs <laughs> which I never posted. Right. Uh, and because Canva has been like a destruction with the content design and designing stuff if I had to say because now they even have illustrations the story format illustrations mm. so I right. even make them with no intention to post it anywhere but just for fun. Uh, so yeah, yeah it
0: is really fun <laughs> yeah and it looks so pretty when you're done with it and
1: right. yeah. yeah. So the next uh, one book that uh, that has had the most impact on you.
0: Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk or
1: uh,
0: mm-hmm. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. He's a stoic philosopher.
1: Right. And uh, if we were to like uh, take 30 seconds or 40 seconds and give a gist of these books, how would you say it? Both the books.
0: So crushing it helped me realize that it's important to have a personal brand and it's okay to put effort into it even if other people might think that you're being a little crazy or you're being extra. So Mm -hmm. that's what crushing it helped me realize. Meditations uh, helped me realize that you shouldn't really seek anything from the outside world and that outside validation is kind of poisoned and you should just Mm -hmm. learn to be self-sufficient and to put yourself in situations uh, if you are met with a situation where you know like that requires a reaction like still like just be calm and be do something that a stoic would do mm. i have it right here i always keep it on my desk
1: oh nice that's good
0: yeah
1: even i had started reading this book and then uh i think at the end of this book or somewhere i read about uh this one particular book by ryan Holiday. Uh, the Obstacle is the Way, uh, which speaks about uh, Stoic philosophies, right? That's the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I keep both
0: of these on my desk.
1: And yeah. actually, it's damn interesting that even like 2000 years before, uh, the problems that Marcus Aure- Aurelius faced with, uh, has uh, mm-hmm. the solutions that he had uh, like uh, written, written in his diary are still relevant today. And people can still relate to it, a lot of them. So that's interesting. For sure. Right. And uh, the last one, one book that you would surely recommend to a beginner who's just getting started with books.
0: Atomic Habits. I highly recommend this book because it's easy to read. You know, Mm -hmm. the writer, I feel like what James Clear has done really well is that in the first few chapters itself, he's made it clear to the readers that he values their time and he wants Mm -hmm. them to derive a lot from it. And uh, every single part of this book is, it's not technical in the sense that it will intimidate the reader, but technical in the sense that it will make them feel like they've actually learned something and it will equip them to start implementing almost immediately. So I recommend this to everyone.
1: Oh, that's good. And that was the last mm-hmm. question, but definitely in the uh, comments or in the description of the podcast, I will be linking all mm-hmm. of Kashvi's accounts. Her newsletter, so do subscribe to her newsletter because I think they are fun. Uh, with all the new <laughs> and monthly reading material that you can get. So yes. So thank you
0: for the plug. I really appreciate it, and thank you definitely. for having me. This was a really fun podcast.
1: Definitely, and looking forward to the part two of it where we can discuss more into depth. But yeah, this was I can <laughs> see a trailer kind of thing. Um, for sure, that's it. For sure.